As you've probably heard by now, we've teamed up with BetMGM this season. We'll be using BetMGM lines to make all of our picks, and we'll have special offers for our listeners each week. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC, and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager with BetMGM. Here's how it works. Download the BetMGM app and sign up using bonus code THEATHLETIC. Make your first deposit of at least $10, place your first bet on any game, and claim your voucher for a one-year subscription to The Athletic. See BetMGM.com for terms. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Mississippi, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Available in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 in New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-327-5050 in Massachusetts. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico. First bet offer for new customers only in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Don't forget, if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager. Episode one, zero, five, nine of down to dunk. You can find us on The Athletic and anywhere else you subscribe to your podcast. Go to theathletic.com backslash down to dunk and get The Athletic for half off. This podcast is brought to you by DirecTV Stream. Get your TV together with the best of live and on demand. Learn more at directtv.com. I am Luke, joined this morning by Andrew. But I gotta say, I'm just fired up to be here today. It's pretty cool, pretty damn cool. Woo! Slam through. And Taylor. So that's my dog, Teddy. I said, dog, what is, what is two minus two? He said, nothing. I said, one, two, three, take it and come with me Cause it looks so fine that I really want to make you mad <laughs> Looks so fine that I really Slam through Wow No J No J No J No J And no J <laughs> Do you remember hey. that era of, of like popular rock music When it was all that kind of like classic rock was coming back Yeah, yeah Jet Wolf Mother, remember that band? Yeah. I think it was the early aughts. Yeah, it was early aughts. The Hives. The Hot. Is it Hives? Uh, yeah, I guess so. I, I think so. I don't know. I don't know. Hey, guys, we got to jump right into a deep dive. Guys, big news from down to Dunk Land, which is where we live. We have now. Opening today, right now. We're tweeting it out. We're putting it in the live chat. We're going to tweet it out more. The official new Down to Dunk t-shirt shop. This is open. Thank you, Taylor. This is going to be... This is not something where it's for a limited time and then like we're taking pre-orders. No, this is when you buy it. Your shirt is printed. This is going to be open forever so you go and check it out forever your great great grandchildren will be able to buy these Ugh. that's true and the website is <laughs> going to be hard to remember however that's why we're tweeting it out the link is in our bio and our link twitter bio in bio yeah but if you want it right now it's down dash two dash dunk dot creator dash spring dot com and we have Three new shirts. Right. Plus, we have in every t-shirt variety if the down to dunk logo, if you want it on a shirt, if you want it on a lady shirt, if you want it on a tank top, if you want it on a hoodie, if you want it on something else, you can get it. Classic long sleeve. Classic. Classic long sleeve. You can get it. And new shirts. We have a Josh Giddy shirt. Go check it out. It is new. We have illustrated by a, illustrated by Brandon Land. He he uh, he helped us with all of these, and um, we're hoping he's going to help us in the future. Go and follow him on Twitter and Instagram. 
he is at Brandon Land underscore. Um, he's the man. He's been so, so, so helpful. But the other shirts, we are releasing a version of our old scared money, don't make money, but in a new updated color. This was the colorway we wanted to do. With this is the original time. version that we wanted to do. Um, we're unable to do. And so now we're releasing it because I always thought, oh, man, it was so cool. We, we should have released uh, the better version. And so now we are. And then the final scared money don't make none. Scared scared money don't make make none. I don't know what I said. Anyway. Did you just say scared money don't make none? Maybe. You did. (laughs) Maybe. (laughs) Now the, and then the third. Ah, mun, my. I'm sorry. The third new shirt is based on the popular phrase, psycho behavior. And it's our psycho behavior shirt. It's our thunder psycho behavior shirt. It's our thunder psycho behavior. Please go check that out. Um, I'm very excited about this as things, you know, we'll, we'll periodically, 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 periodically yeah. update oh man, it. So excited yeah. to get as we get, you know, as we release new shirts, we want to start releasing them and keep them up. So if you see an old one, you can buy them. When we release new ones, you can buy them. If you have a great idea for a shirt, want to uh, inspire us, or if you have some like graphic design stuff, skills slide right into my dms and talk to me about it and uh we can we can work with you does this ship internationally i think it does ship internationally to europe to europe not new zealand i don't know beyond that go check it out i mean you gotta figure that out we got australians we got kiwis we can try i don't know but i i know there's a europe auction but i don't know if there's anything else so check it out and man we gotta get these we gotta check it out there might be i don't know but they are i'm very excited about it also Worldwide shipping available. Worldwide oh. shipping available. Worldwide. Wide, there you go. Wide. These there shirts are going go. worldwide. Cricket. Guys, I, I'm. I could not be more excited about this. I've been. Uh, we've been working on this for way too long. A long time, and uh, been very, very, very excited about it. So go check it out. Go buy some. Um, and that's that is my deep dive. It's great. That was a text. Everyone loves it. Thing. And everyone, please do go. Please do go follow Brandon Land at Brandon Land underscore. He helped us out. His art is awesome, yes. and he's just a great, great, great dude. Thunder fan, and he's the man. Also, shout out to Dusty Gilpin for designing our Down to Dunk logo. True. How long ago? Eight years ago. Yeah, uh, but remember the first one and the first, first one too yeah yeah maybe we need one. to get that the first classic. one put on a shirt a classic the classic i mean i'll bet there are very few people that know about that logo <laughs> very few very back few. then we had i'm confident that there are some listeners that still would know would know it if they saw it but most people would not cool cool deep That's cool great. deep nice deep dive element nice deep hey, thanks man <laughs> <laughs> hey, uh, Tayshawn, do you have a factoid fiction, Mary? Uh, yeah. You do? Yep. Okay. Tayshawn's factoid victory mystery. Tayshawn's factoid victory mystery. All right, I'll start this off with some Ben Simmons news, an update. <laughs> you have an update? I like the Ben Simmons updates. Basically, they're threatening him to say, who who said it? Someone from the front office, I don't think it was Maury, but someone said, yeah, he'll he'll come back. Uh, $390,000 a day is going to start hurting. Something like that. Okay? I'm paraphrasing this quote. Oh. So, they're going to start fining him, and they're like publicly... Yeah, threatening it. That's that's awesome. Yeah, yeah. that's 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 a team that's gonna have a great season. Yeah, <laughs> looking forward to a great year. That's somebody whose trade value is just gonna skyrocket. Uh-huh. Oh, unbelievable! If you were any team, you know, he said he only wants to go to those three California teams. If you're any other team, you're giving nothing for him, just pennies on the dollar. Yeah, it's funny. You're even trading for him at all? We were. I, we did a podcast. Alex and I did with. Keith Parrish, who covers the Grizzlies yesterday. 
and we were talking about like a potential Ben Simmons trade with the Grizzlies. And he's talking about trading like Kyle Anderson, DeAnthony Melton, and maybe like one other player and like a, oh. like a draft pick for Ben Simmons. And he's like, he's like, that kind of feels like too much to what? give up for Ben Simmons. And I was, my comment was like, that's every conversation with like every team and every fan base, including the Sixers, mm. where they like hear about that trade package and they're like, Ain't no way. Yeah. <laughs> what are you talking about? And the other teams are like, I don't know if I want to give up that much. Where it's like, I don't know if I want to give up our sixth, seventh, and eighth best players for a guy that made the All NBA team. <laughs> you know? Yeah, that's crazy, man. But there's that's how everybody feels. It's, he's one of the more difficult players to trade because of that, it's, and because of like the sour taste everybody has in their mouth about the way that things. Like the last game that he played with the Sixers, and then the way things have gone this summer. I mean, it's just I don't I don't know how they're going to get what they want. The Sixers. I I don't know how they are either because that is going to be the problem. Is the Sixers know that guy? Sixers fans know him, and they're like yeah. that guy is really good. And yeah, we're pissed at him for mm-hmm. how he was in the playoffs. Yeah, but we know he's way better than that. Every other team, every other fan. Like what you're saying, just sees him in big games, never show up. Yeah, they see so him like, as the guy who didn't dunk. Yeah, like I don't want, I don't want that star on my team. That's yeah. not a star I can trust. Yeah. But then there was also a, uh, there was a Damian Lillard um, interview somewhere. I don't know. Obviously, I didn't do a good job of sourcing all this, but just trust I saw it. And he was talking about how when they won gold, he had to have Draymond Green help him. Like, he didn't know how to spray champagne. And he said, I've never won a championship before, and Dre's won three, so I needed help from from the champ to, to oh spray champagne. <laughs> and then, so there's that one, too, and then there's one more thing. Yeah, and it right. was from uh, SGA. And he was talking about being traded in the GQ article, being traded from the Clippers, and yeah. saying, you know, it's a bit, the NBA is a business. So... I was just thinking about loyalty. That's a that's a thing that comes up all the time yep. in sports. Mm-hmm. Okay, and it's all it's not just sports. I mean, it's our own lives too. So, what do you guys think about loyalty in professional settings? Is it important, and how far does that go? And then in in your life, obviously. So, Andrew, loyalty, <laughs> spit, loyalty. bro, loyalty in general. Uh, I do think it's important. Yeah, you know? let's let's do workplace loyalty. Yeah, no, I, I think it's important. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's, I don't know, just I guess it really just depends on your situation too. Like, did the company or whoever you're with like take a chance on you? Do they help you get to where you are? Like, I think there there's some loyalty that's deserved mm-hmm. there. Um, there's probably situations where it doesn't, where it's not deserved. I don't know. Like I think NBA stuff is interesting because they didn't choose these teams. They were yeah. their team was chosen based on a lottery system that, and then the teams get to select you on a night, and then you're just magically on their team. So it's not even like we we want you. We you want to come here. It's just like that's hey, true. Especially if you're the best player in the draft class, it's like, oh, like Ben Simmons. Hey, because the Sixers got the number one pick, you're a Sixer. Yeah. Because the lottery balls landed the way they did, you're a Sixer. Yeah. So it's just, I mean, imagine your employment being chosen like that. Yeah, that's true. Like, imagine like the, where you're going to move, where you're going to live, at least for like the next like five years, is chosen by a machine. And you're expected to learn how to love that city. Embrace yeah. the fans. Yeah. Embrace your teammates, and maybe the coaches. You do. Be like a loyal. Lot of, yeah, a lot of people do. Like Tim Duncan absolutely embraced San Antonio. Mm-hmm. And But that's luck too, right? Because it was like it was a personality type. Yeah, it, without a doubt was. And you know, Russell Westbrook even. Like it was lucky that the Thunder got the fourth pick. Or maybe it was unlucky. I think maybe it was unlucky. I think they fell back. Mm. But then they just chose him. This Kid from L.A. Went to UCLA. Come to Oklahoma City and, and play basketball. I guess it's kind of the same for the SGA situation right now, too, because we had Paul George. The only reason he's here 
is because the Clippers traded him here because yeah. we happened to have Paul George and Kawhi wanted Paul George. Yeah. So now SGA, you know, he's getting paid. Maybe it's just a, your loyalty goes as long as you are getting paid by that person if it's enough money. Yeah. Right. Or as like long Luke. As, yeah. Yeah, I think that's right because the thing is, is that it just depends on what level of star they are. And obviously their loyalty is paid with millions and millions of dollars. And so it's, it is a like relationship where they both benefit. But the problem that I think about is like where it turns and like the fan base turns on a player or player does something that, you know, ultimately it is a business. And so really, I think whatever loyalty there is, is really, you know, not like, it's all based on it's all just based on randomness, and so I I think that it's I don't think it's at I think it's a bigger deal than like it's more there's more made out about it than there really is like they're 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 benefiting from loyalty and so is the team and as long as that's mutually beneficial it's like oh yeah I'll be as loyal as possible but once that turns man things get when things get really negative i mean it goes away in a flash yeah the, i think damian lillard is such a good example of this yeah. because yeah. remember he wouldn't even work out with other superstars i mean he was like mm-hmm. adamant about no i'm not doing a super team i don't care about these other guys mm-hmm. like it's portland that's my team we're going to do this and now look at it it's yeah. like click okay i'm 30 is he 30 now 30, 30 i think maybe 31 30, 31, we're not really any closer to a championship than we were four years ago when I was mm-hmm. denying working out with superstars or taking mm-hmm. phone calls or, or whatever. Yeah. Now it's so much, now he's public mm-hmm. yeah. about his frustrations with Portland and that loyalty, you you can see it just dissipate. It's almost yeah. just gone now. Because it's, it, it's so weird because like the best person that I've ever seen like end terms on a team is the way we did with Russ. Like we were both on the same page about what was best for Oklahoma city and Oklahoma and Russ. And it's only because that those things aligned Mm -hmm. that that was able to do it. And I think Oklahoma city has done a very good job of working with players to make sure that's what's best for the thunder and what's best for the players align so that guys are loyal. And like you think like, the Mavericks, they have not done that. They do what's best for them, and they have a horrible reputation because of that, I think, with players. The, the Mavericks? Ma- well, yeah. I mean, the Mavs had, like, one of the most loyal players in NBA history. Yeah. Well. And Dirk. Well, yeah, but beyond that, I'm not talking about Dirk. I'm talking about beyond that. They, you know. I, I Who are you know. talking about specifically, I guess? I think New Orleans Noel I th- was not treated very well there. That's not New Orleans, yeah. though. I think He's that only there for, like, a rich. season. Yeah. And I've just heard, I, 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 I just think that they don't have a good reputation. You just don't like Cuban, is what's happening here. I love cubes. Really? You do? I, I, I you don't, love Shark I don't, Tank? I don't really have a, a, a strong opinion either way. <laughs> it's a very confusing Mavericks conversation. Yes. It's very confusing. <laughs> but what I'm saying, really getting back to Oklahoma City is very, very good about that loyalty in that yeah. they're trying to work with that. and They're good at least... At least um, they are a loyal franchise publicly, at I, least. I would I would just say that they are very honest, if anything, yeah. and upfront with players, and willing to hear the other side too. Yeah, like what are the like what do you want? Like what does the player want? That's what is true. What is the what is what is what does the agent want? You know how they were learned, You know how they learned to do that because they got burned. They got major burned. Well, what do you think? You brought up Russ. What did you think about that report that came out? earlier this summer about Russ and Kawhi were talking mm-hmm. before that last season mm-hmm. and Russ was already planning on Russ leaving would have liked to I think to go to LA with Kawhi yeah. mm-hmm. I think for that last I think that last season I think the writing was kind of on the wall that the things were not going this was not the team that everyone was going to stick with I can't remember what the feeling was going into that season was it did it feel like that was it like okay this team has to really do something or it's probably over. Was that the Carmelo season? No, no, no. It was no, the, season, the after. season after. So it wasn't, it didn't feel like that at all because Paul had just signed his contract. That's right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it felt like, okay, finally we have some stability since Kevin left. That's how it felt. That was like the, that was the vibe amongst the fan base. Mm. 
And then and then we were like, okay, we just need to get to the second round and then we can see what happens. And maybe they can maybe they can do something. And then when they were not able to do it, like the frustration had just like hit an all time high. And that's where Russ and it everything worked out so well for Russell. Yeah. That Kawhi wanted Paul instead of him. Especially just for like his reputation overall. Cause let's say that Russ goes first and we hear the story is that Russell calls Kawhi and says, Hey, I want out of here. Mm-hmm. Then like, what does the fan base, how does the fan base react to that? Like, we're all like, what mm-hmm. you were our guy. What happened here? But because Kawhi was like, Oh great. This team is breaking up. Let me get the better player here with me. And then, like, Russ, it felt like, oh, man, they left Russ. They left yeah, Russ all exactly. alone here. We got, we got, we got to get him and somewhere then, good. And then Russ leaves and he's like, well, what do you expect, you know? Right. What's he got left? He did everything yeah, for us. I, he's got to do something. Yeah, we got, we, we, ha- we have to do right by Russ. Yeah. We got to do right by Russ. You know, it just, and it's just funny. And it was just the way that things lined up. And now that we find it out, like, later... Like who cares? Like, all right, what's yeah. what's you know, he's on his fourth team of four years, like, okay, whatever. Do you think Kevin Durant leaving killed that in us? Because we used to feel we used to be like that. I th- I think a combination of that mixed with the fact that they couldn't get out of round one. Yeah. Where it was just like if they had gotten to the Western Conference finals and then Russ was like, you know what, I've had enough. Then we would then we would have been like what because that was part of why it hurt so bad with Kevin is that we're in Game Seven of the Western Conference Finals. Yeah. yeah, it doesn't get much closer to the NBA Finals than that. And then he like breaks up the team because you get so close with that team. It was like, oh boy, like I don't mm-hmm. I don't know if we're going anywhere with these guys. Yeah, you know, and and it was fine because they were like one of the most expensive teams. I think if not the most expensive team in the league. And you can't even get close to getting out around one. Mm-hmm. Then it's just like okay, like it makes sense. Like it's okay. We need to do. We, we something needs to change here. Yeah, this mix is not going to work. Do you think that? So I'm. I know this is going on a long time, but this is interesting. The SGA article. We can just go into it. I guess. Let's go into it. Yeah. Okay. Let's uh. Let's first take a quick break, and then we'll jump in. Okay. For TQs. Okay. When you're hiring for your small business, you want to find quality professionals that are right for the role. That's why you have to check out LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn Jobs has the tools to help you find the right professionals for your team faster and for free. When it's time for me to find a job, I went right to LinkedIn Jobs. They helped me find the right employer, and it was, man, very, very easy process. LinkedIn isn't just a job board. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. On LinkedIn, 86% of small businesses get a qualified candidate within 24 hours. Hire professionals like a professional on LinkedIn. LinkedIn knows that small businesses are wearing so many hats and might not have the time or resources to hire. LinkedIn is constantly finding ways to make the process easier. They even just launched a feature that helps you write job descriptions, making the process even easier and quicker. 2.5 million small businesses use LinkedIn for hiring. Post your job for free at linkedin.com dunk. That's linkedin.com slash dunk to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day, or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human and customer service at any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. This episode is brought to you by Michelob Ultra, the official beer sponsor of the NBA. Want to get closer to the game than ever before? Michelob Ultra Courtside is giving fans the chance to win exclusive NBA prizes and experiences like official gear, courtside seats to an NBA game, and more. Head over to MichelobUltra.com slash courtside to learn more. 
If you're as obsessed with basketball as I am, then you know there's no better time of year than the NBA playoffs. Hey guys, this is JJ Redick. Twice a week, I'm cooking up something special for basketball junkies on my podcast, The Old Man and the Three. I bring on guests in all stages of their careers to talk about the league and share stories you won't hear anywhere else, like Devin Booker on why he talks so much trash, or Paulo Bencaro on his shooting workouts with Kevin Durant, Ray Allen's epic free throw competitions with LeBron when they were teammates in Miami. But it's not just about the player interviews. Every Monday, I break down the top three things happening around the NBA without the outlandish takes. Often joined by masterminds of the game like Tim Legler, we dive deep into topics like rookie reports, trade breakdowns, and why is mean mugging now a tech? The Old Man of the Three is the only companion podcast you'll need during the playoffs this year. Be sure to listen to The Old Man of the Three ad-free on Wondery Plus or wherever you get your podcasts. And we're back from that quick break. Time to talk about some TQs. Myth! Twitter questions! There it is. Found the button. Oh, goodness. Whoops. Oh, our first Twitter question. Comes from Brian M. Bailey, who wants to know what are your thoughts on the Shea GQ article and the comparison of himself to Steve Nash. I I can see it. I'd never thought of that before. But then when Shay said it, now I'm like, oh, okay, I can smooth. Yeah. Cool under pressure. I see it more like from his scoring ability. Like Good the way teammate. he scores is Kind of is like how Steve Nash would score. He likes to dribble the ball under the basket, yeah. round and round in circles until he finds Amare. Same thing. Yeah, that's not the same. Yeah, not the same thing. But the, uh, but the way he scores his buckets, I'm. Do you like, think okay, it's just I that he's Canadian? That. Uh, maybe. You think it's just Canadian that he's po- Canadian and he's a point guard? Yeah, Canadian point guards. Is that it? It sounds cool though when he said it. I was like, that's cool. I like. Yeah. All right, maybe you can be our guy. I read the article and afterwards I felt like, oh man. This is cool. Yeah, I felt... Like, this I, is great to have... Like, he... Okay, so, because you asked the question a few weeks ago, like, does he have, like, that... Yeah. The cash... Cachet. Shea? Uh, I think um, I said that certain je ne sais quoi. Yes, you did say that. And then we were like, you what does that, that mean? And, but mm-hmm. I was just translating, and I didn't even know it. Okay. Oh, no, Anyways. Luke said the actual definition of it yeah. on accident. No, it's it's an Austin Powers quote, is what I said. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> Doctor Evil says, "Surgeon, take law, surgeon. What the French call a surgeon? I don't, I don't know, know what. what. Yeah, which is really what it means. Yeah. Yes. So, <laughs> yeah. What were your? How did you feel after reading that article? Do you uh, feel like scared he, that he's going to leave? I got scared because <laughs> I was like, oh no, this guy is like way more into." Uh, big city stuff. This, but this is these are the exact same things that happened with Russell. Yes. The exact, it's the exact like storyline of Russell Westbrook, yeah. where it's like not highly recruited out of high school, not thought of as one of the greats on even on his college team. Right, and Shea ended up being the best of that group. Russ ended up being the best of that group. They obviously weren't both drafted by Oklahoma City, but both came to Oklahoma City. And have been much better than anyone thought they would be. Mm-hmm. And they love fashion. Yes. And they're both pretty quiet. Yeah. You know, like it's just, it's, it's like eerie almost. That's so true. Oh God. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> but, and Russ, and Russ stayed for a Russ long, long time. loved it here yeah. and stayed and, and had things worked out would have stayed and retired here. Yeah. If, and we talked about Tim Duncan with loyalty earlier, but if, if Tim didn't win any titles and continue to go out in round one every single year, you think Tim Duncan would have just been completely satisfied staying in San Antonio? Mm. Like some of the loyalty that spewed out of that San Antonio organization was because they were winning titles. Yeah, yeah that's yeah, true. That's very true. Like if we won four titles with that group, you think there'd be loyalty? Of course there would be. Yeah. If you continue to not reach your goals with a cert with an organization and you just feel like you can't get there and you can cite reasons why, Hey, we, we didn't play the right people in the NBA finals in 2012. Like that was a coaching error. That was an organizational error and everybody's saying it online. Everybody's saying it on TV. 
I can see it too. Huh. What do mm-hmm. I think about this? Let's go into injury, injury, injury. Oh my gosh, we just can't get there. We lose Golden State. Well, we just can't get there. Mm-hmm. You know, if they win against Golden State, maybe every, I mean, everything changes. Like winning changes everything. Yeah, it does. And, and I think I have small market insecurity. We all do. We yes. all have that small market chip on our shoulder. And I'm just so insecure, and I don't trust anything players say about OKC anymore after the Kevin Durant stuff. Yeah. Because that was, like, the guy, and we all fell for him, and he left us. He he, he left. He faked it for us, too. And now I don't... And Russ kind of did that, too. Not as much as KD, but Russ didn't have We that. were all ready. Everyone was ready when it was Russ's turn. Yeah. But, and they, And they traded him, too. Which is a huge, huge difference from just leaving in free agency. Yes. Russ had his chance to leave in free agency and didn't. Yeah. Even Paul George, who everybody just dumps on all the time, had the chance to leave in free agency. But he was a man of his word. He took a contract with OKC and set up the future for the team. Without, If Paul just said after that first season, you know what? I, that didn't work. Mm-hmm. That sucked. He could have gone to play with LeBron. People forget that. He could have gone to play for the Lakers and LeBron James. He had the opportunity. It was there. There, there's, there was probably more loyalty from Paul George in that moment than there ever was from Kevin, which is really strange to think about because Paul was here for a very short time. But signing that contract and trusting that the Thunder would send him wherever he wanted was such a... I mean, it is the difference between... Sam Presti looking like a genius right now with all these draft picks and like nice young players and having Shea and all these things to everything looking like a huge mess here. Because mm-hmm. you don't get Shea, you don't get the draft picks. What do, you, what do you get for Russ in a trade after that season? Like maybe a little bit more than you did after the other season? But you're still not getting that much. Mm-hmm. And so imagine this, the Clippers trade is the thing. Imagine this current team without Shea, yeah. without all those draft picks. I mean, there's a world where that happens. Yeah. And, and OKC is left out to dry. Pretty bad. <laughs> so really, the only person that we should, the number one person we should worry about, um, you know, maybe becoming disloyal or becoming unsatisfied here yeah. with this franchise is Presti. Samuel, maybe Sam, maybe I don't know. God, I hope I hope he's not a big city man. He, I mean, Sam is is li- li- <laughs> Sam is living the dream right now. The the job I would have been worried about was Sam's Boston for yeah. sure, and that and that job here and gone like that, which is a good thing. If if that had gone for months, I honestly would have been saying like, hey, I think Sam's gonna go. Dang. Good thing he's not a big city man. Oh, I hope he's not a big city man. <laughs> he's living. I mean, he's living the GM dream right now. It's like you get to you get to build this way. I think a lot of GMs would love to be able to have the cachet to be able to do this. Well, to be able to build slowly with all these draft picks. I think that there's a lot of GMs that are just like, yeah, I can't do that. I can't do that to the fan base. I can't do that. Mm. My ownership group won't let me do it. Like, like well, we can't do it. Yeah, but that's he's, true. But he's he's getting to do it, and you get to see how it really works. Like you get to actually carry out the process and see how it really works. Okay, I have one more question. Sorry, Luke, I know you're trying to go on, but no. this is important no, to no, me. Don't worry, I'm just, I'm just looking. Small market insecurities. I feel like we're being very vulnerable right now. <laughs> At least I am. <laughs> what are some other fan bases that probably also have small market insecurity? That we can be friends with, Memphis. Do they? Th- do yeah. you think they worry about it as much as we do? Um. Well, I don't know because they haven't had that experience yet. One, they haven't had like the high highest level of player. Like their best player in franchise history, franchise history is Marcus All. Yeah. If Marcus All played for the Thunder at some point. At even at his peak prime, what is he like the fifth best player in franchise history? Yeah, probably. 
Probably. I mean, that's probably right. Maybe even less than that. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I'd have to go back and look. Okay, Portland. Yeah, I mean, I think that we can ha- identify with a lot of these fan ba- Really, I mean, name a small market that we can't identify with. San Antonio. But I think that's yeah. just because they've had... I mean, we can identify yeah. with them at some way, but San Antonio fans have way more self-esteem, I think, <laughs> about I think, their yeah, NBA team. True. But I think do. that we're trying to base our whole thing off of them. So, like... Yeah, a, a lot of what we do is based on what they were doing. That's that's where Sam. Preston we just came haven't from. had the success. Well, I know, but I think that still we can identify with them because we're trying to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. San Antonio's in a weird spot right now. Like mm-hmm. What like what? What are the Spurs this season? But I'm I'm thinking about their fan base, and their fan base is probably not freaking out about it. I don't know. I don't know. I don't actually. I don't think that's true. Really? I just don't think we hear from them much. That's true. They're not really... We don't really hear a lot from San there's not. There's not been a lot going on with the Spurs since the Kawhi stuff. Yeah. I, I mean, know. I would be... I mean, there's been rumblings that they don't want Pop there anymore. I would probably be in that same boat. Yeah, where it's like, okay, like we're dragging this out yeah. because this coach wants to be 500? Yeah, loyalty. 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 Yeah, I don't know. Weird. Cool. This is weird. Hey, at least we're not New York Knicks fans, right? Yeah. Tayshawn's Factoid Bickery Mystery. That was a two-hour Tayshawn Factoid Bickery Mystery. Tayshawn's Factoid Bickery Mystery. It, it, it bled into TQs. It did. Get your Tayshawn's Factoid Bickery Mystery on my TQs. Huh? Hey, let's go. Tayshawn's Factoid Bickery Mystery shirt. Oh. Mm-hmm. Well, once he With gets a cat his, tire, once, cat tower on it. Once he gets the, uh, once he gets choose down to me, we can talk about it. Maybe. Mm-hmm. Hey guys, let's go on to our next Twitter question. It comes from at Andrew underscore Eeler. He <laughs> wants to know if Shea proclaims to be the black version of Steve Nash, then which classic NBA player would Poku potentially become? Huh. Hmm. What seven footer plays on the perimeter? Big, big booty, tiny, tiny torso, tiny, tiny torso, tiny, tiny guy on the top, big guy on the bottom. Who are we talking about? I think he's one of a kind. Yeah, who who's with this B? Even style of play. What about like early, early career Boris Diaw? Hmm. That is a guy body type. Yeah. We're just talking about body types. I'm thinking that's what I was thinking. I, I don't know that Poku could ever get as big as uh Boris got in Charlotte. Yeah, that was But wow. like big guy can pass, can shoot, he can kind of do all the things. I think that's a pretty good comp. Yeah. It's a pretty good comp. Phoenix Boris. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe, I like that. Maybe even Atlanta Boris. Hmm. I have no frame of reference for that. He just wasn't as big. Okay. I guess he wasn't at that big in the early Phoenix days yeah. either. But he got big. So oh. it's, that's where it's a bad comp. Yeah, but early early Boris, I think. Is I thought about Lamar Odom. Hmm. Big guy that can handle. Yeah, I think of Lamar Odom as more of a... Like a your second point guard kind of player, Poku. <laughs> second point guard type of player. Poku's so much taller than these guys too. They're just not like. Is he? Oh, I, he just. The thing about Poku is that he, is, at least in his rookie season, was kind of slouched over some when yeah. he was playing. So he doesn't look as big. No, he does not play as big as he is. He doesn't play as big as Boris or Lamar. No, no that's true. <laughs> like they would post up and do some stuff. Oh yeah, Diaw in his in his heyday yeah. was picking guys apart in the post. Yeah, that's true. God, Lamar would him. too, especially those Lakers days. Oh man, I love Lamar. He was so good. That was so good. Uh, uh he's uh, those are good comps, but one of a kind. Yeah, Poku would never wait and see. Only Poku, time time. Poku would never say what Shea said, though. 
About what? Anytime you ask Poku about like who do you, who did you watch growing up? Who do you model your game after? He just always and he's been asked this question several times. He always just says that he's just I am just Poku. <laughs> I'm like he's just Poku. So he didn't watch the NBA then. I mean, he said that he you you know he watches he watches Poku. He said that he was. <laughs> He was traded to or transferred to a cl- this club. Yes. When he came here. Do you think he watched the NBA growing up? No way. <laughs> yeah. Oh, all right. Let's go to our next Twitter question. It comes from at sportsperson17, who wants us to rank these players by their top end ceiling. SGA, Giddy, Dort, Poku, Basley. Top end. SGA one. The tip top ceiling. The best they could ever be. Mm -hmm. Poku number one. Okay. Really? The best they could ever be? The thing about it that he has over Shea is that he's seven feet tall. Yes. He's got long arms. If (sighs) if he ever hit his peak, he would basically be Kevin Durant. Oh my god, is that the comp? Skinny wing. Yeah. Seven feet tall. Great. Okay, so Poku number one. Poku number one. If he hits his absolute ceiling, the absolute ceiling, number one. Number two. SGA. Absolute ceiling? Who yeah. Who are we talking about here? Poku, SGA, Giddy, Dort, Dort Basley. Dort Basley. So I would say SGA next yeah. after Poku. Number three. I would say Darius Baisley's number three. I agree. At peak of his powers, which I would say that he has a, a clean 2% chance to, to hit the peak of his powers. <laughs> but not impossible. There's who's, a chance. Who's his peak? Scotty Pippen. Yeah, sure. Love it. Yeah, Scotty Pippen. A better shooting Scotty Pippen. Let's yeah. just say that. Yeah. Hey, if Scotty Pippen was in today's NBA, okay? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's. He'd be too old. Yeah, he would be old. Have you seen some pictures of Scotty Pippen lately? Uh, I I saw him in the in the mm. in that documentary. Yeah, it's even more recent. He's it's a face. Go- it's a face of whiskey and uh, and long held grudges. Oh no. That's true. Poor guy. Let it go, Scotty. He can't let it go. He can't. He really cannot let it go. He's been driven crazy. Oh, man. Who's number four? Number four on this I'm going list. Dort here. There's no way I'm giving Giddy anything. He better be good at basketball. Let's let L-Man decide. They, they die. <laughs> There's going to be the exact same. <laughs> that's the last opportunity you're given right. this podcast. Yeah, that's actually true. Uh, <laughs> okay. Yeah, I... Actually, do think that it's probably Ooh. Josh Giddy, as far as ceiling goes. You're about to get a good question. Six foot nine. Damn, he oh, fine. Damn, he fine. <laughs> Come on, sock it to me one more time. Get low. 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 Point guard. <laughs> Sweat dripping down his balls. <laughs> Uh huh. Uh huh. Uh huh. <laughs> he, you're you will like him once you see him play. He can, he can whip passes with both hands. When you see him with his offhand throw a pass that nobody else on the team can throw with their with their on hand, you're gonna be like, whoa, hey there, boy. I yeah, you know, I better see it. I think you'll see, you're gonna see. I'm it. excited too. He's <sighs> he's really fun, and he will probably be the most animated player on the court. For the Thunder. Really? This yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. He 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 gets this like at least you saw this with the Adelaide thirty sixers, like he gets this like alpha mentality when he's on the court. That when you see him just out in the wild, you don't you don't get that vibe from him. No. You really don't. But or when he's talking to the media, you don't get that vibe. But he he possessed that at least with the thirty sixers. I don't I don't know if that I don't know if it translates to the NBA or not. Uh, hopefully it does, but he at least 
had that going for him. Mm-hmm. And then Dort's probably last. And part of that is that we have seen like close to maybe best case scenario. If you know the day that he signed the two way contract with the Thunder, if you were to talk about a best case scenario for Lou Dort, he's probably hit at least that. But is that based on our? We have lower expectations for him, and we always have than these other guys, just because he's undrafted guy. Without a doubt, but that's a part of the game, right? Yeah. Like, that's a part of this. Yeah. Of this game or basketball? Basket life, really. Oh, wow. The game of life. life. <laughs> the game of loyalty. Oh, wow. <laughs> loyalty, loyalty, loyalty. But it doesn't mean, I mean, it, we, so on the Dream Team show this week, we did, we ranked the players, the all the young players, and Dort was number two mm-hmm. on the list just because he's the second best guy after Shea. Yeah. Because nobody else has shown, like everything else is theoretical with all these guys. Mm-hmm. And, but the ceiling conversation is a different one. Like it's a way different conversation. That's what is so frustrating about Baisley is you see what his ceiling can be. Yeah. And it's just why, why? This That's is just all. year four for him. Yeah. Year four though. He's still really young. He's only 22. Yeah, but he's already been in the corporate world, the corporate setting. I yeah. mean, he became an adult so quickly. Mm-hmm. We need, yeah, we, and this is, a, this is an important year for base. There's no doubt. Yes. <laughs> All right, let's move on to our next Twitter question. It comes from at me love thunder amo, who wants to know, is there such a thing as too much umami flavor? Absolutely not. What flavor can't be umami? You don't understand umami. Explain. Explain. Explain to him umami. Umami is a balance. This is Basley's third year. Why did I say fourth? Okay, it feels like four. Feel didn't four. It, didn't four feel right? I think that's because right? that pandemic season was Dude. like cut in two, and that felt like two seasons. It did. It did absolutely feel like two seasons. Yeah. This is only year three. Okay. Oh, he's, got, he's, got, he's got time. He's got plenty of time. He's got time. So umami is... He was born in the year 2000. <laughs> Isn't that weird? That's crazy. Yeah. All right, go ahead. Sorry. Um, <laughs> umami is... A he could still be... No, I'm just <laughs> <laughs> umami is a balance of flavors. And umami is not a flavor. You describe a dish as having umami. Or you describe, you know, mushrooms would have umami. It's uh, there's There's a combination of things in mushrooms that... Bring umami to the table. So, so umami, it's not like this tastes like umami. No, then you the, would say, but this taste is umami. Yes, or um, <laughs> yeah, I guess it just like what is that? Like the like it just is flavor. It's flavorful. Yeah, you wouldn't say flavorful. something tastes like umami because umami is not umami is more a. Description. What of is it. the most umami thing you've eaten in the last uh, forty-eight month? hours? I would say 48 that hours. The clear soup at uh, no, that's Inaka. what I was thinking. It is umami. Yeah. It's umami. <laughs> at where? That's crazy. At, at Inaka. Inaka, mm. the sushi place by my house. Yeah. Yes, the clear soup. It mm. sounds so boring. Yeah. And then you eat it. Oh. And gosh. you're like, how does this taste so good? The flavors. It's it's it takes you on a journey. It's so good. It's umami. Mm-hmm. It's umami. Would you like, open up a restaurant yourself and call it umami? No, that's like major cultural uh, appropriation, I think. Really? I think so. Uh, just to call it umami? Yeah. And me <laughs> cooking <laughs> Asian dishes? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, What's wrong probably. With that? I just think, you know. It's 2021, man. Yeah, there's no. How do you spell umami? U M A M I. Okay. There has to be restaurants called umami. But like things that oh I'm sure that there are things that help bring umami, MSG, uh, Parmesan cheese, um, perfectly balanced seasoned dishes. <laughs> <laughs> umami was discovered 110 years ago in Japan. Okay, and how do you how was dis- it discovered? How do you discover a description? A description of that's umami. That's like beauty was discovered a yeah, hundred years right. ago. Yes, it's like beauty. In the, it's like how, in what the is state beautiful. of California. Umami is one of the five basic tastes. 
This was named in 2002. Huh. So sweet, bitter, salty, sour, and umami are the five basic mm. tastes. What is it? How does it describe umami? What is the actual definition of umami? <laughs> it's going to be... Okay. It's going to be completely Something different than what I'm saying. Something that's not what Let's see. Essence of deliciousness. See? This is, this is je ne sais quoi. Umami means essence of deliciousness. Mm. <laughs> it's, it's described it's... as meaty, savory deliciousness that deepens flavor. Mm. That's umami. <laughs> That's what it's described as. Essence of deliciousness. Yeah. It was discovered. (laughs) I have discovered the essence of deliciousness. Okay. So characteristics of umami taste. Mouth fullness. Okay. Salivation. Mm. Balanced taste. Long lasting. Complexity. Tongue coating sensation. Wow, that's that clear soup. Is that clear soup? Dude. Is that correct? Yes, I think that's right. But see, it's like what? What is umami? It's uh, there's something very. Uh, I don't know. It's weird. Wow. But I guess how do you describe the other things? Like how do you describe sour? Yeah. Mouth puckering. Yeah. <laughs> Mouth puckering. Mm, mm, <laughs> like it's just sour. It just is and sour. Yeah. yeah. It's just umami. Yeah. Right. It's just beautiful. I can't describe to you what beautiful is, but you know it when you see it. It's true. Yeah. Umami. I have our next turtle question comes through at Dude Buffet. He wants to know, do you guys think it's sketchy that the moon and the sun is the same size? (laughs) I think that's sketchy. I love this question. I think that's sketchy. Are you, is he trying to imply that we're living in the Truman show? I would believe that except, I would believe that except, you know, sometimes during the day you can see the moon. Mm -hmm. They couldn't fake that. (laughs) <laughs> they couldn't fake that. Yeah, we don't, they could. We don't have the technology they, for that. They could not fake that. That's 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 science that you're seeing when that happens. And I don't understand it. I don't want to. Yeah. Is he is he saying like when you look at the sky, the sun looks to be the same size as uh-huh. the moon? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. But what what about when the moon and the sun both get bigger? That's sketchy to me. <laughs> is that sketchy? That's sketchy. It's kind of shady. Yeah, I think this is this. This might be <laughs> pushing into flat flat Earth. Maybe, maybe it is flat. Ma- Earth. Maybe Her- like tree mesas. Tree mesas. I believe that. <laughs> I <laughs> I believe that. I believe that. <laughs> They're stumps. The other the thing that I don't Giants. get. You know when there's an eclipse and the mm-hmm. and the moon blocks the sun. Mm. Yeah. Why can't I look at that? You think that would be the time you could look at that? Remember the picture of Donald Trump looking up at it? I know. You're not supposed to. But he knows. I mean, he's a smart guy. He looked at it. He's fine. I think I can look at that. He seems to be fine. I want to look at it. And I don't understand. It makes sense to me. That is the one time I can look at it. I would argue that there's nothing fine about him. Well, you'd be wrong. (laughs) But I want. Why can't I look at the eclipse? Um, Do you know why? Light. Science tells you not to. It holds secrets. They don't want me to know. That's true. I'll look at it. (gasps) Oh, that's when they're replacing. You know why you can't look at it? Because that's when they're replacing the big camera lens. That's when they're replacing the bulb. Uh Right. Uh huh. Gosh, that is sketchy. That's kind of shady. That's shady to me. He tried. (laughs) It's also shading the sun. It's shady. That's shady. Um, let's move on to our next Twitter question. It comes from at Danush, <laughs> who wants to know how are the Top Shot collections looking? Are you still collecting, or have you guys stopped? Oh man, are you still collecting Top Shot? I've stopped. I sold all mine. You sold all of yours. Oh, I still have some, but I haven't logged in a little bit, so I Bro. still have about four. How much you money did you make four? on this, Bro. I. So I, cause I also was like, 
I'm never going to be able to get my money out of this mm-hmm. this thing because it's like I don't know how to do it. So I was like, now that's I'll sketchy do it. to me. That was sketchy to me. I was sketched out, so I did it. And you have to pay like it to remove your money. There's like a cost associated. With it. It's like twenty five bucks. But I probably put in over the life of my Top Shot career. Mm-hmm. I only bought packs. I never bought individual moments. Mm-hmm. I probably put in two hundred dollars. Okay, I, I guess not bad. I took out a thousand. That's wow, a, that's a win to me. That's a great ROI. That's a win. Wow. But uh, I, I have not done. It. I have not stuck 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 with it. I'm probably just out. Just out. Just out. gone. Not a big enough ROI. Not enough ROI. I need more R's. <laughs> <laughs> need more R's. Not need more R's for my I. Yep. Wow. Uh, I'm still in. Still totally in. Uh, I haven't bought anything in a little while. I'm. I've sold some stuff. I'm kind of holding on to some to some assets here. here the, the thing that made me get out completely is that I didn't get a Top Shot shirt like you got. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I love that thing. It's cool. It's good. Yeah, it's really cool. Are you using your account as like, are you just keeping your money in there? Have you taken any out? I haven't taken any out. Wow. No. It's all there. It's, so It's I'd, fun when you do. Take your money. <laughs> <laughs> look at all this money. <laughs> you, get to, you get to go, look, you were wrong, Dad. <laughs> Cryptocurrency's real. <laughs> I've been talking to my dad about crypto and NFTs. It's been pretty fun. Anyway, we're not going to get it. Just letting yeah. you guys know what I talked to my dad about. Yeah. Well, you got to show him that real money when you make it. Do you have, uh, Andrew, do you have a pretty good, I'm not going to ask you your money because yeah. I think it's probably more than Luke's. But do you have a pretty good uh, account in there? Here's the thing: his his money is theoretical. Mine is real. That's true. Yeah, I have some I have some nice theoretical money in there, and then I've got some nice moments in there. I have a bunch of these RJ Hampton moments that I bought at Summer League. Hmm. Uh, they're pretty cool. You gonna hang on to those? Uh, I've sold several of them. I'm hanging on to several of them. Dang. And then I've got I've got like a LeBron that I that I really like. Um, that I'm just hanging on to. I was so mad because that's like like this time last year or like maybe before. Alex was like, "You need to buy a Lamella. It's at four hundred dollars." And I yeah. was like, "I was like, oh, oh no, I'll wait. Well, I'll think about it." I didn't do it. Yeah, and it's worth a ton of money, <laughs> theoretical money now. Yeah, <laughs> I've got a Lamello. I've got a. I've got some. I've got some cool stuff. You I got like any it. ladies? Huh? No, no, no. I did not. They make they make uh, WWBA. Got some SGAs. Got a Camelo Anthony that I really like. Whoa. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Anthony Edwards. Dang. And so this is all stuff that's just sitting there. So you don't really know how much. I mean, your your balance could be through the roof right now. It could be. I'm just I'm just thinking that if this does continue to take off, I have some of like the first ones that were released. Mm-hmm. Well, good luck because I you'll probably be right because. If I know anything about myself, it's that I hate making money <laughs> and I hate smart investments. Mm-hmm. I don't make them. And you're not um, patient enough, are you? I just, I sold I just some think, at like, I the, just think too much. I sold mm-hmm. some at like when Top Shot was like blowing up. Mm-hmm. I like threw a bunch out there and made some money, but then I've just kept a bunch of them mm-hmm. too for the so. real collectors. Yeah. And I don't know. I'm just kind of, I'm sitting on just a bunch of them. Maybe they end up being nothing. But if if they are something cool, and if not, how long are you gonna cares? sit on these? Long time, really long, long, long time. He's gonna long term. He's, he's gonna his kids are gonna inherit them. <laughs> <laughs> how did you get this brand new mansion? <laughs> well, my dad had this LeBron James limited edition from twenty twenty one. Like oh. What, what about your what about your uh what about your great grandfather? Why are your kids like English boys that then moved to America? I don't know. That's where the, all the castles That's are. They, they actually talk. bought a castle they and now generations later they all have English accents. Yeah, and then they talk oh. and then their butlers being like, well, what about my grandfather? Um, Luke Irish. Luke Stevens and they said, uh he died poor. <laughs> <laughs> He didn't get in. He didn't get in. They once had a podcast together, and one went one way, one went the other. 
Now get me, bring me my caviar. You really are not good at making money because we were talking about the shirts, like setting up the shop. And I don't know if we should talk about this, but we're just going to. And I was like, is that really the the price that you want to put it at? And he's like, yeah, yeah, we don't need to make money on this. And I was like, what? I want people to wear our things. And so I, I, I would rather have... Like those the 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 logo shirts, mm-hmm. price to move. Let's get them out. Price there. to move. I want to yeah. see. Let's I would rather them. I would rather see a hundred people wearing our logo shirts than make a hundred dollars. Luke is I making a brand. Luke is making a Luke is making a branding move. Branding move. Wow. <laughs> so he's got the brand in mind. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. And guys, check out those t-shirts. And are you miffed? And are you peeved? Miff. 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 Miffed and peeved. I'm miffed. I'm peeved. The other night, uh, my wife. She was outside and she out on the front porch and she's like, hey, you need to come out here. I go outside and she's like, I hear this sound. What is that sound? And it was like this like chewing like sound. And we're looking around. We look up and we see this squirrel up toward the tip of where our roof line is. And he's poking his head out of this hole that he has created in our, like on our siding. <clears throat> and <clears throat> I'm getting wow. all. I know it's I hard. Barely for you. talk about this. You're verklempt. <laughs> verklempt. <laughs> and he is looking at us. Yeah, he knows. And then he just starts chewing, and he's just looking at us. And I'm like that jerk. Yeah, is in my house. He's in my attic. So you know what he's chewing up there? Wires. <laughs> that's what they do. That's and that was our fear. <laughs> Your internet's gonna go out because he's chewed through the wire. I know that was exactly our fear. We're gonna have some kind of fire. Our house burns down because of this stupid squirrel. So over the last couple days, I so there are two access points to our attic. Mm-hmm. One is through the garage. The other one is through our upstairs. Mm. And so and south and northeast. Got it. That's right. <laughs> so. In order to, so they are up above where our upstairs ceiling is, like so really, like really high up. And so I, I can't get up there from this side. And the other one, there's this closet that you have to go through. And I, we've just shoved just a bunch of crap in that closet. And so I had to, one, I'm so miffed that I have to get all this stuff out of this closet. It's like our Christmas decorations, like holiday decorations, toys that we were annoyed that our kids had, so we threw them in the closet so they wouldn't play with them. So took it all out. I have to go in there. I have to bring a ladder into the attic to climb up to the top of this oh my God. thing. I'm climbing up there. I took my kid's BB gun up there with me. I've got a flashlight and a BB gun. No! And I'm looking for these squirrels. Oh. <gasps> And there's nothing. You got to put poison up there. There's nothing up there, though. Okay. I was going up there just to scope it out. Uh-huh. I was going to find the nest. I have lots of different strategies I was going to work with uh-huh. once I found the Were nest. Are you going to stomp a nest? You know what? I don't. I can't say. I can't say what was going to happen. I don't know what was going to come over <laughs> me in that moment. He didn't, he didn't have a gun. Sometimes as a father, you just don't know what's going to happen. <laughs> and... But there's nothing up there. There's no signs of animals or anything. So I get out on the roof last night and look where they're, where they're at. And they have just made a nest in the ledge that's up there oh. only. So they're not in my attic. I was actually grateful and blessed because oh. we have to have the whole, basically have the whole outside of our house redone at some point soon. And I was so happy. Like they're wow. not in my attic. They're just making a nest in like this like veneer thing out on the edge of our house. So. And then he stomped them out. And, and then, then he stomped then, them anyway. And then I shot them all in the face of the BB gun. No. Congrats. Yeah. Thanks, man. I was, it was, it was a journey. It really was. I was up on my roof at 11 o'clock at night last night. When, <laughs> with when, a BB gun. <laughs> when your wife was outside originally, was she sweeping? Uh, no. What? Hmm. One of my, uh, have you ever played Harvest Moon, the no. farm simulation video game? 
No. One of the wives that you married, she just stands outside and sweeps all day. <laughs> That's all she does. Outside. No. no, we got these rocking chairs. My my father in law bought us these really nice rocking chairs for our front porch and you know, we've just been like sitting out there hanging out. Sweeping outside is a real Sisyphus uh situation. We have a uh leaf blower that we use yeah. instead of sweeping. I have leaf blower, it's awesome. They're awesome. Love the leaf blower. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Mm. Uh, I you know what else my you know what my dad bought what opposite leaf sucker whoa oh, I need oh, one tube and it sucks up the leaves and it grinds them up puts them in the big bag that you carry around I need one it's awesome I need one it's the best what are they called um I think it's a leaf sucker it's, it's like a leaf it's like called like a leaf vacuum it's big sucker like if you type in leaf vacuum you'll find it. It's called awesome. 5000 How much do you think these things cost? Uh, oh, you can get a Black & Decker one for $84. Boom. And I'm telling you, it's it's nice. There's one that has a rolly cart, but that one is expensive. We don't have a rolly cart. Guys, it's, a, it's a workout, too. Are you grateful and blessed to you, Mr. Beef? I'm miffed. There was a huge wasp in our shop <sighs> at work the other day. Oh, <laughs> it stung you on the penis. <laughs> It got, I, I whipped it out. Usually that scares them. Whoa, whoa, whoa. I actually found a giant wasp nest the other day. Actually, my son, Asher, found it. Found a giant wasp nest. We had been looking for it all summer. Finally found it. <laughs> Huge. Giant. Terrifying. Did you get it? Yeah, yeah. I got it. How? Uh, set it on fire. Set it on <laughs> Set the whole backyard on fire. <laughs> <laughs> this all has to go. It all must go. Bye.